Good evening, everyone. Good evening. There is no business like show business. It's making me laugh because I want to talk tonight. This is Veronica Entwistle. I want to talk about raising the fields and frequency. We always do this on Radiance by Design, but we do it from different perspectives. And I just feel like... uh, uh, how can I put it? The, my guidance when, when I was doing some channeling just before the show, uh, they were talking about how it, something that's a passion of mine is trying to watch how this huge network of energy systems is growing up through the consciousness of the species. And to me, or maybe somebody implied this, I don't know where anything begins and anything ends, but the rising consciousness I have is that it is the shift in a way. The shift is moving through us and enough of us so that we're embodying much higher usage of much higher frequency energies and we can complain about the ditzy feelings around all the technological doodah that we're playing with you know our computers and so on but really and truly when you think about it it's absolutely amazing how much energy you are absorbing, I am absorbing and emitting these days and how we can use that for healing and how much shocking, healing, miraculous stuff is going on. And I don't know whether we could say that that's because the certain people that are experiencing it happen to be aligned with that as their dharma or whether we could actually say it's becoming easier for that subtle energy to move up through the more dense pockets of uh, dis-ease that we used to find that restrained us so deeply. It reminds me, actually, of of back in, uh, say, I lived in Squim, Washington for a while, but in those days, um, it would take, I'd get hit with a process of releasing something. And it was grueling. Oh, my lordy, for about two weeks or three weeks, the process was physically painful. You get things like, oh, lots of uh, pneumonia or dizziness, falling over, emotional expression that was beyond the call of duty. And others I knew were going through that too. And we'd say, it's a process. It's just a process. And then working with people, because I was downloading all kinds of healing energy work at the time and, um, and excited about it and certainly working with a lot of individuals and uh, Um, they also would sometimes be hooked into a process. And we used to have a very glib little um, formula. Oh, if it gets like that, it's going to take you about two and a quarter days for it to move through your body. Well, now we're talking in a matter of minutes, aren't we? And that says something about the vibrational, uh, let's see, maybe the flexibility or the integration a very high frequency energies that we're bringing into our the fields of our um, collective. All of us, you're doing it, I'm doing it. We're doing it by intending it. We're doing it by calling it in. We're doing it by experiencing it and getting triggered to release old densities and allow the influx of these new frequencies, 
we're getting it because I see, and I haven't heard anybody else say this yet, <laughs> but I just keep seeing these swashbuckling waves of change, which to me are uh, vibrational frequency waves moving through galaxies, moving through the universes. The universe has never been this way before, has it? And it's always been like that. It's never stayed the same. And I think a lot of our illnesses and densities and so on are because we try to stay the same or we try to establish maybe it's something as simple as security or defense or resistance so we can be defended. Think about all that. And I go back into, uh, oh, I want to talk about Stephen Pollitt's work. He's wonderful. Source Energy Medicine is what he calls it. And I want to talk about his work. But I once again listened to one of my favorite uh, favorite, favorite podcasts uh, that I have done in interview that I've done, not because I'm my favorite, but because Jack Hawley, who spent 30 years with uh, Sai Baba's group, plus he spent half of each of those or half of 30 years, he and his wife, he spent half of those years also uh, doing consulting work over in America. So he'd spend half his uh, year in India and half his time being a consultant for management teams in America. So he really had the broad spectrum. If you think about energy, right, he had a real broad spectrum of effect and influence where he was under that stressful uh, American, uh, you know, I can accomplish anything I want kind of thing. And on the other hand, he was over there with Sai Baba, um, purifying and releasing. And Sai Baba asked him to please rewrite the Bhagavad Gita for Westerners. So he fought it and said, are you kidding? I don't, I don't, this is not stuff I understand. Uh, or this is not stuff that I'm aligned with. I'm kind of a... Uh, he just didn't think he was the sort of person that could turn that into anything. But he studied and studied the Bhagavad Gita and he studied interpretations of it and he studied people's notes on it, thousands and thousands of pieces of information on it. So we, you and I, have access to his um, interview with me and I think it was in 2011 but in any case, this interview, he talks about the Bhagavad Gita, mostly the first third of it, and uh, talks about the depth of what it means and so on. And even though it was written and it was started to be presented about 25,000 years ago, it was really big about 8,000 years ago, it is so highly relevant. And what a large prelude, because in that... Uh, talking to Jack, who I think is a wonderful, wonderful being. But in in that conversation, or the one with Rachel Van Dessel, talking about deity dancing and teaching Tibetan dying and the Tibetan uh, style of, uh, of therapy, of, of uh, psychological therapy, or, uh, and on and on it goes, the, the kinds of therapy even that the Bhagavad Gita talked about is the same as what Ramana, Ramana Maharshi talks about, which is the same as what, um, oh, all these people use it. Uh, uh, what's her name? By, Kate, Byron Katie? Katie Byron? <laughs> I got her name wrong. They all talk about the same thing, which is get inside and really know yourself 
and get inside and really know yourself and release the old um, subconscious traits of uh, greed and jealousy and competition and you know the whole list. Uh, in the Catholic uh, history, we used to call it pride, covetousness, lust, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. They were the seven deadly sins. But if you go back into these tomes and you go back into the people that have really studied them well, you come up with that same kind of core. Seven is always a big spiritual number, isn't it? So you come up with the big same core of inner things that you're trying to work on and I'm trying to work on. And the goal of being in the world is not about achievement on the external level. The goal of being in the world is to work with and wring ourselves out of these incredible traits in order to feel and radiate, uh, um, I want to say love, but it's a love it is a higher form of love or it is an infinitely always could get higher form of love that transcends the experience, the emotional experience of uh, those living in the anxieties, frustrations, suppressions and secrecies of the seven deadly sins. I'll call them that just to be cheeky tonight. Anyway, that's a long preamble. But when I... I I'm even though I've listened to a lot of these interviews over and over again because I don't as I've said before I don't sleep well and if I'm listening and they're high nature and if I fall asleep I'm fine because I know that uh, and I usually meditate in the night as well but I know that the words that are uh, running into my subconscious right because you and I are trying to release ourselves from the edicts of the subconscious right so that we don't have to run the old programs of the collective, you know, like uh, what's her name? Barbara Hand Clow was talking about how we all resonate with incredible trauma from some huge, huge earth change 11,000 years ago. Well, that's something that's in the subconscious. And what would happen with that? Well, you would have specific defenses or resistances, um, feelings and um oh, I don't know, stubbornnesses uh, that would take you over way beyond your conscious mind. We want to step out of those. And my guides have said unequivocally that at this period of time, back again to the swashbuckling waves that are tossing the galaxies around or whatever, that we have access to the kinds of fields and frequency on this planet, in our atmosphere, throughout our collective, coming in from the universes and from our intentions. We have enough critical mass. We have enough influences for us to actually step out of what we call karma or the subconscious or old programmings, allow ourselves to be new. Which brings me to Stephen Pollitt, because the week before Stephen Pollitt came back on, I had been planning to talk to Michael Cotton, Dr. Michael Cotton. Now, his whole thing is an energy system where he does a kind of a, he's a chiropractor and so on, but his work evolved into being a very, uh, from a guy who was kind of uh, uncentered and unable 
to really think straight or to study straight and so on, he suddenly went through an experience where he he didn't know what had hit him. He had like, whilst he was alive and conscious and so on, a near-death experience, kind of. That's, that was the influence. And so what did he do from that? He um, suddenly went to university. He got absolute, he had a terribly low, he had a 1.5 average at college and was kicked out earlier. He went back to university and he aced it. He took a huge, huge, huge load of courses and became a PhD chiropractic kind of guy. And he did it in a way shorter period of time than they had allotted. And he just aced his exams. He could not stop learning because the energies that he had downloaded all of a sudden really um, turned him inside out. He had awarenesses and awakenings he couldn't even fathom. So he trumped up the system called um, higher brain learning because his work, he just taps and touches people in certain specific places and he activates their relief and release from a lot of the old programs that they've been storing in their body mind, which of course creates first healing, but it also as psychological changes, but it also creates the release of evolutionary potential. I went to see him um, do his uh, free production last week, and it was very, very intriguing. But then I called Stephen Pollitt. And I said, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen's a guy who's been using, uh, he's also an intuitive, he's done that whole plethora of amazing techniques that a lot of us have studied, maybe we haven't mastered every single one, but we've sure studied them, haven't we, you and I? We know all these different uh, styles of entering into the magic of the body's um, the mechanisms that keep us ill, keep us reactive, and releasing those and allowing ourselves to unfold. So Stephen Pollitt was studying all that stuff, but then he came upon a system where he has these things called um, charge. He has these symbolic, they're on paper, and you can download them from his website, but they're symbols and when you pay, when you cut out these little squares, which you can print out, as I said, there are symbols on them. And when you paint, paste those onto bottles of water, they charge the bottle of water. They charge the water in the bottle with the, the frequencies that they are symbolic for. And as you go through his series of frequencies affecting the water, so you're like of an hour of this kind, hour of that kind, and he's accelerated just like um, other healing modes that we've talked about, their effect is accelerated. So his is accelerated, and he also is excited that you don't need to um, – be run by subconscious programming anymore. He's a very exciting man. So I told him that um, I was eager to be talking to Dr. Cotton, but I also felt like he would be a natural to talk about Dr. Cotton with because he's also working from a different perspective on a similar thing. And being 
who he is, he got really excited. He said, oh, I'm so excited. Because like me, this is the thing he, that we share. He and I share two things. One is enthusiasm. And, and another thing, we both share kind of an innocence, a gee whiz kind of thing. And uh, he, he, we also share this other thing is that there is this incredible rising round the world uh, kind of tide of influences in the collective that can literally lift more and more and more people. And it's not about who's the star. It's about how much of this can we cultivate in ourselves to really send those frequencies out. And uh, talking with him was just delightful. So you might want to catch his show, which should be up on a podcast very soon on my site, veronicantwhistle.com. And uh, I just see what you think about him. But I think the thing that's exciting me the most is it doesn't matter whether it's ancient, ancient, ancient stuff or very, very current stuff that... um, we're learning to embody higher frequency energy and to see and feel and know our bodies are first vibrational and then they're physical. And in that, there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of emotion left over from gosh knows what we'll call it, the life's, the soul's journey. You know, we know all that, don't we? But it's so interesting. So Tonight when I was channeling, the guide said, we want you to talk about all the different kinds of energy that are out there. Well, they didn't want me to itemize them all. But I was thinking of people that I've spoken to, that I've done interviews with, and this is not about me. This is about finding common threads or common uh, evolutionary wisdom that's coming up in all these systems. One is reconnective healing with Eric Pearl. We all know about that. And then there's the higher brain living with Dr. Michael Cotton. There's Reiki, which has been coming through. I can't remember the saintly being who really got it going in the West, but it certainly is prevalent, isn't it? It's all over the place. Then there's mine. My own guides and angels have taught me more about energy than anything I've learned from any specific. Well, I'm always learning. And sometimes I learn from specific trainings. But my own guides have been right there to really, and my life experiences to uh, teach me more and more. Then there's things like shiatsu, reflexology, acupuncture, you know what all those are, eh? And they're much more prevalent. Almost everybody knows that they're not doing enough if they haven't been for some kind of body work. And then there's Amma Bhagavan, and I've always been really clear that I am not for gurus. I don't trust authority, especially religious authority. I wonder why, being raised Catholic and so on, and all the revelations that have come up. Um, and then us discovering that the, we have the divinity within us. So Amma Bhagavan came up with a, uh, Oneness University and Oneness Blessings, which are an energy transference called the Diksha. The Diksha has been known to be why people have gone to India for so long and met gurus is because the guru can reach out whichever style he uses and transmit a kind of energy that will trigger or um, ignite an evolutionary force within you. Oneness blessings do that, although the process is mostly you put your hands on someone's head. And uh, a lot of us have been initiated in that. And I'm not, um, 
Okay, so the Amma Bhagavan, I'm, I told you I'm not a big guru follower, but just staying home and hiding in the basement or whatever, I can raise my hands and hold up the palms and call in Amma Bhagavan. And I can feel a rush of healing energy and I go, well, this is a couple that together create an avatar, which as you know is a very, very powerful thing to be. It's um, a being who very often um, is dotted around the world, has come in, not because she has or he has any karma to deal with, but they have come in just simply to serve. So they're the very high beings that are dotted around our planet. And when I say, oh yeah, right, another guru, but I can still, like I say, hold my hands, palms up in the air. And what happens? I can feel their presence. My body starts to buzz. And I love that feeling. I'm a real frequency flyer. And then putting my hands on my own head, I can feel it rushing through my body. And that's right. And you could probably feel it too. So let's... Um, before we do the sacred geometrics, let's do this. I want you to call in. Take a few deep breaths. And I want you to call in the violet flame from the universes. I call in Amma Bhagavan. And call in your own guides and angels. And add all of your um, transformative ancestral beings. And feel the evolutionary energy as it pulses around you, as it pours around you. I think you can feel it. That's excellent. And now, um, let me see, I would like to see in all the corners of your room, in every corner of your room, I want you to feel and see and know pulsing columns of violet flame. And the violet flame burns and grows in every corner of the room. The violet flame burns and grows, pulses and burns and grows and burns and grows. And see it starting to move to the left. It circles round to the left, circling round to the left, and spiraling, spiraling in such a way as it fills this room. It keeps its toe on the floor but it spirals round and round and round and round so that it fills the room and that you have no space that isn't filled or lit with the violet flame floor to ceiling. That's it. And have it run up through your feet. Yeah, and your ankles. Good. And your calves. In the genital area, belly, okay, solar plexus, chest, throat, third eye, 
top of your head. And shoot out into the great central sun. And drop back down and swash through your body. So now let's go into the structures. And we'll, t- we'll take less time with them because we're already using up a lot of time or we're filling up a lot of time, hopefully, with high-frequency energies and you and your potential. I'm going to want you to call in, so you're going to call in pretty soon. And I have some, I'm going to be working on people. If you don't call in, I might be calling on you. <laughs> so uh, either call in or send me a question. I'm on Skype right now. Or send me a question on your life, and we'll work on that. But first, I want us to do our structures, which is you move up with your mind as a sculpting tool. I want you to see a golden ball about two miles up and and have it drop a filament of light that runs through your spine into another golden ball that's only about 40 feet below. From the upper golden ball to about waist height, drop a force three-sided pyramid. And upside down, it's point going into the lower golden ball, uh, three-sided pyramid. So if you look at it carefully, it's a little uneven, but you get to spin that pyramid. It's a double tetrahedron now. Why do you want to spin it and spin it? You do because you want to clear all the attachment energies. You want to clear a real space for you to stand even in a crowd and actually experience your own personal integrity, your ability to stand there and embody who you really are. Understand that, eh? This is very important stuff. And now inside of that double tetrahedron, I want you to see yourself in a crystal ball. And inside of that, there's a star. It's, it's like a three-dimensional star of David, and you're inside of it. Remember, your spine has been skewered by a beautiful golden filament of light. And I want you to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin in that star. Spin in that star. Spin in that star. Good, good. And as you spin, what do you see in front of you? Hopefully, you see a screen. Good, and on that screen, you're going to create movies of you becoming what you personally want to become. And I always say I want to become multidimensional consciously. I want to be able to talk consciously from every um, level, every dimension. Uh, So we'll see what you want. And when you feel like you're getting wherever it is you're dreaming of doing, wrap that in light and move it over to the side And now the second one is you creating a project. I want you to see all of the resources, the people, the time, the money, all moving together to create whatever project you want to do. Then when it creates itself, or when you've created most of it or kept it in uh, good shape so it, it would keep evolving, Let's see ourselves doing a project that you want. Let's see all the resources coming, all the resources, the time, the money. 
Yeah. And then when it's completed, you're very, very pleased. Maybe it's a business undergoing. Maybe you're getting married, living happily ever after. It almost doesn't matter. But when you get to the point where it's successful, you want to stop and then just see all the resources coming together for it to maintain itself in a state of love because you don't want to do anything that is not in a state of love. If we're, in a, if we're not in a state of rejoicing but we're in a state of reaction, there's a problem in that, isn't there? So I want you to wrap that in light when you've accomplished the ongoing Shuad of Eve and let's move over to the Galactic Healing Center. And I want you all to remember that you have your own healing team. And, and in that healing team, there's some amazing healers. So let's call them forth and have a few, a group of them stand around a healing table. And as they stand around the healing table, you're the one who comes in and lies down, or I am in my case. So I lie down on the table, just as you do. And we ask them, the team, we want to ask them for what it is we want. But sometimes we don't even know what we want. So I'll say, oh, I want, uh, oh, for example, my knee. Remember, for a while, my knee was really a big problem, right? But I would have said, I want my knee healed instead of um, my reasons for um, leaving someone or my reasons for traveling or whatever um the thing about the the heal okay healing the knee didn't seem to want to happen unless i knew why or what kind of emotions were stored in me that were really destroying that knee and when i got it finally oh my gosh it was only days and uh, after six months of hobbling it was only days when the whole thing became much easier to handle. Now it threatens and twinges. All of a sudden it'll just really hurt. But it's only when I'm going in a direction I don't want to go and I'm being unconscious about it. Whether it's out of town or in town, you know. So back into the structures we go and you ask them if there's anything you need to know about your life. Are there any hidden emotions that you need to find so that you can heal whatever the issue is? Okay, it's all right. Okay, now wrap that in light. Okay, so now what we're going to do is go into the Galactic Healing Center. And we're going to take in there a few different people. And the first person is going to be, um, uh, let me see if I can decide on this one. Oh, this woman is in terrible pain. Oh, my. We've talked about her before. She's in terrible pain. And I could feel it. I can see it. It makes me tired. It makes me cry. Not really. I mean, I just feel those experiences, right? Okay, here we go. Now we're going to ask her to lie on that table. Okay. Now, I want to say this is really interesting because there's a determination in you, my friend, a very deep determination. And in that determination, there's a tremendous resentment. I want you to bring that up. 
I want you to ask your higher self. And one of the, my favorite ways of doing it is saying, okay, you got to show me, reveal to me, reveal to me. And the higher self will do that. Because this woman, uh, I'm seeing that she can help to a degree, but not uh, not officially until you get hold of the incredible storage of ancient emotions that have been in there probably your whole life. And I think you're up there like I am. So it's just a matter of walking with the real truth of the feelings because the feelings will move. They don't want to be stagnant. They don't want to be stuck. You know, that makes us very unhappy. It's probably why be- people in terminal pain or phys- terrible physical pain can be very unhappy. It hurts. But it's also connected to um, the the neurotransmissions of uh, of depression. And so, so there's a huge cyclical change there. Anyway, I don't need to go on and on about that. So I'm wrapping her in the light. And now let's pull in another one. So here's a woman who's having an awful time with a relationship that has yanked her apart. It's really awful. Uh, the, the relationship, he just got up and left. They're making her totally wrong. But basically, they were running a business, and he left and absconded with all the equipment, and he's bitter about her because she was too dominant, so he wouldn't return equipment. It got really hairy and really crazy. So, bottom line is let's bring her in and get her to look at some of the issues that she's dealing with. Because if you break it down and parse it, as they say these days, if you break it down and see who did what to whom, well, I don't think much of that works, but what what really can work is if you see what's the motivation, what were my expectations, what were my motivations here, what motivations did I have that he didn't even know. So as this friend um, suffers terribly, I want to say that all these tremendous losses, this is something that's going to make you go, ah, because we know this and yet it hurts. So all these tremendous losses are really good for her. She's overweight and she's lost quite a bit of weight and um, she's got to reroute. She can go back into a situation, but it's not a good one for her and she can reroute also and develop a whole new life. So these are turning point times and we want to say, let's do some energy work, which would be, in this case, if you can imagine our friend or anyone who's got a position, something like that. I'm stuck because I don't want to go without my husband, but I don't think I'm going to survive in it like this or I'm getting depressed, right? So what you want to do is, just a sec here. We want to wake her up so she can see what she's doing. We want to waken her so that she can see that her only way, if she insists on going back to him, the only way that's going to be very valuable or very healthy is if she's really gone through a lot of personal changes and uh, isn't attaching on the same level. We talked about the subconscious, right? In her case, she's running some very intense subconscious programs that resonate very well with his. So how can you start anew, whether you're in the same relationship or not? If you're running programs, it's like my iPhone. It keeps running in the background. Of course, then it gets dead, right? 
but maybe it's a similar thing. What do you think? I want you to call in tonight, you guys. I do, I do, I do. So please do that. Um, okay, so now I've got some other people. Here's a young woman who's very, very beautiful, and her partner also just walked out on her. I mean, just walked out, bam. <laughs> I saw her two, two days later, and she's devastated. The thing about that is that her relationship should have been over anyway. She knew it wasn't really enhancing her world anymore, that they weren't that good for each other. There's a lot of anger and frustration. But when it happens like that, it's very, very shocking. So those parts of a person that are left inside going, what, what? And you spend your time wondering what happened instead of saying, oh, the universe is kicking my fanny, wanting me to get out of here, right? Or wanting me to move on. So let's use some energy on the last woman and this woman. Let's use some energy fields. Rub your hands together. That's it. Rub your hands together. And then I want you to direct. Oh, a little bit more. And then stretch your hands apart and feel how the energy is elastic and it will move apart. Okay. Ooh, your hands will move apart and you can feel the energy staying in the hands. Okay, and so now we're going to place those energized hands, the palm of your hands, at the base of both of these people's spine. And you you have enough empathy. It's those of you who don't um, right now, don't worry about it. But there's enough empathy here for you to all feel where, at least to a degree, to feel where um, it's really effective or how it's stuck or it's... Uh, its level of effectiveness, you'll be able to feel that. But what I really want, I want to get very bossy here, and I want to say to both women, it's urgent, and this is true for all of us. You don't want to have old karma and all that kind of stuff. For both women, it's really an urgent time for feeling and knowing what it is they did. What are the control issues? What are the anger issues? What are the fear issues? Just to get it, you don't have to break yourself down like you're the Encyclopedia Britannica. But it's really interesting how uh, uh, you really have to get, like, look in the mirror and say, oh, I was really attached to this person and he had to run out on me because he knew there was no way he could talk to me about it because I used to flip out at him or because I'm the mother in charge and he's afraid of losing his bread and butter or whatever, you know, but you have to be really honest with yourself to do this work. It's all about me. It's all about me. And sometimes when you realize what you've been doing, you'll laugh. You go, oh my gosh, was I like that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, I'm talking a lot. Okay. So and what just happened to me, I sat down on a plush, I'm in a motel, and I sat down on this, on the um, edge of a sofa, and somebody was sitting there before me. I don't know who, because I just got here. And the, um, the weight of the energy in that thing is so much that I was feeling deeply pulled down by it. And I was beginning to lose, kind of lose consciousness. Isn't that weird? 
So I thought maybe you'd want to know that just so that uh, like when that happens, I have to get to work and really scour it with the violet flame and I have to scour myself with the violet flame and you should probably do it too. All right. Now let's see. Um, I think what we'll do is the political one. Oh, I see. Okay. So you've got, I've got a couple more listeners who want to be done. Who are you? Who are you? Why aren't you calling in? Let's see. The number is 888-627-6008. 888-627-6008. Now, I have another friend who's a client, and uh, she has been for 20 years. And she's fighting her own. She's always got lots of illnesses and so on. And she is fighting it like mad. She is controlling and doesn't think she is at times. And um, she's, um, what is it, um, probably shy, sensitive, very much a healer, keeps things very, very tight for herself. And I think that that's probably the greatest reason why she's on her own and um, I'm worried about what is wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. But if you keep yourself under lock and key, if you keep yourself under wrap, Nobody's really going to feel you, are they? They're not really going to get the essence of your being. So I wanted to say that for her, and I don't know if she's listening. I don't know if you're listening tonight. Now, there's another woman I want to say uh, we're bringing her into the table. Oh, oh, the one I just did? I want to send very light energy because she's so sensitive that sometimes it really blasts her too hard. So we're sending um, flat-headed circles round and round on the heart chakra. And a hand at the base of the spine. So I have two hands and they're busy, right? One on the base of the spine and one is circling round and round in the heart chakra. And what we want to do is feel um, a kind of a tug. And then we want to feel a kind of a break. And then, because if people want to go back together again, that's all fine. But if you don't break, if you don't separate totally, then what are you going to bring together? You're going to bring the same old stuff, aren't you? So, um, come on, call in, you guys. It's really hard for me to sit here and just chat away by myself. Or is it? Sometimes I lose track, especially if I sit on this piece of furniture. I do not trust deeply plush furniture because I often drown vibrationally in it. Isn't that interesting? Because it really collects people's feelings. And even though we can violet flame really well or just do a lot of energy in places really well, where there's a couch that seems soaked with people's energy, you know what I mean? It's as if it's making me yawn, as if they um, uh, kind of huddled up and lived in that situation themselves when they were in a hard time. And then whoever sits there uh, takes it on, right? All righty then. Now let's see what else we're talking about. Okay. I wanted to close off the healing center. Oh, no, there's one more woman. One more woman who is uh, having an awful time looking for her job. And she's vacillating back and forth. I see two of you doing this, actually. Vacillating back and forth on what would be the best job. How would I get a job that really brings me home to myself and so on and so forth? And the guy is just saying, why don't you just get a job and worry about all that later? What do you think about that? So let's get this energy running through. There we are. 
Nancy? Okay. Hello, Nancy. How are you, darling? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for reading me from my own chat. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, dear. I'm not quite sure what to ask. Maybe you could guide me or see what you feel. Okay. Now, are you which which town which state are you from? Oh, I'm in New York, New York City. Okay. Is your thyroid? Is your thyroid a little blocked? Is your neck? Yeah, I'm having right some problems. Yeah, I was having some problems. Well, here's what I, the first thing I saw, and it's pretty hard to kind of do it cold like this, but you know what? I'm brave, and here I am. <laughs> okay. So. The first thing I see is that there's a bottleneck, literally, and there's something about your neck that seems to be painful, that you've been through a terrific amount of things in your life, and a lot of it, remember we talked, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show, but we talked about how um, if from ancient times, it's about dealing with our inner, isn't it? It doesn't matter whether you're a mm-hmm. success or whatever. The greatest success is dealing with your inner self. And I'm saying that you've done a lot of work and you've had some, I, I would say, uh, like a real major issue of loss, maybe not immediately, but in a little time past. And um, the transformation that's going on in you is really powerful, but it's locking up about the collarbone area. It's locking up. I always see uh, transformation is happening in spiraling, colorful spiraling lights moving up through the chakras. And when we get to the throat chakra, just before we do, all these energies are trying to transform. All of them are trying to squeeze through. And your neck looks really stiff on the left. I think it's the left. You could be mirroring. And I want to say your whole thing right now is sorting out your neck because it's the facilitating area for your creativity and for the wisdom that you've accrued through these um, incredible experiences in your life. Now, how was that? That's pretty good. I have had some incredible experiences and I, and I feel... You know, I feel like I've changed so much. I'm going through such a major transition, um, which is a good thing. Oh, it's exciting. That's what we live for, honey. That's what we live for. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable in the beginning, I must say. But, yeah, yeah, I'm really thrilled about that. So is there any any advice you can give me about the neck or letting the, the energy flow through? Yeah, are you doing any art? You know, no, I'm not. I, I think I have a blank with that. I used to so enjoy it and lose time. I would lose hours doing it, but I haven't done it in years. And I often wondered about that. Well, it's funny because um, here, I want to say to you, I want you to sing. I want you to paint. I want you to draw us the old things. Sing, paint, draw, gargle. Anything that's your uh, per- personal synthesis, because it's like it, if we look at the analogy of a machine, it's like a machine. All these spiraling lights are trying to move up through you, and they're all carrying light and information about your existence, and they all want to transform. And your neck is the file folder in your body that is consciousness of self. 
and you've been through a, a number of situations, your guides and angels are booting you up so that you're getting to move to a higher level of resonance. And uh, there's too much. There's this like real uh, load of stuff trying to transform. So if I were you, I would sing. I would do neck rolls. I would do. I would be creative. I would cry. You need to cry a little bit, not because you're really sad, but because you're trying to get stuff out of you. You know. Mhm. Mhm. I understand. And so All remember, right, so. it's not just the painting art. It's anything that you do that yeah, helps you synthesize your own special journey. Does that make sense? Right. It does. Lots of sense. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm going to be busy doing all of those things tomorrow. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> we expect to hear from you again and know what you're selling at the latest market or whatever, right? I so appreciate this. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nancy. Good night. Well, that was interesting. I have no idea about her history or anything, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens. And it's true for you and I. All these energies are coming through. And they're a little like acupuncture or shiatsu. They're triggering the transformation through various chakras or various energy systems of your body. And quite a lot of people, I mean, you look at people that are so involved with computers lately. Everybody's got these neck things where they're holding their neck down and they're not rolling the neck around and there's a rigidity about it or checking out your phone or whatever it is we're doing. And um, remember this, it can block the transformation of who you really are if you don't limber it up, if you don't loosen it up and lighten, you know, the flow, I guess it is, lighten up the flow of what's moving through your body, mind, and helping you create wisdom. And remember this, that wisdom resonates in every word you speak, every word that you speak in time. So it's really worth sing, yodel, whistle, gargle, paint, draw, dance, do cartwheels, anything that's your own special, unique presentation. It'll move all that. And give your neck some beautiful TLC, some nice, uh, I think Nancy needs a little help with it. So a lot of times we need a little chiropractic or massage or some cranial sacral or something because hers is really stiff at one section. She needs to get that moved gently. Don't do it yourself most of the time. Um, now we have time. Do I have time? Let's see here. I don't have that much time left, do I? Now, because I'm thinking maybe what we'll do is take a look at our, let's take a look at a political situation. What kind of political situation would you like to throw into the structure? Let's see. How about the um, whole, oh, I don't know. I want to put Boehner on there. I th okay, I'm, I don't know how many of you are in love with him, but I've, I'm really annoyed with his uh, suppressive tactic so let's put him on the table and um, so if you just love him it still wouldn't hurt him to have some of this work so let's put him on the table and let's call in some higher frequency energies and run it up through his spine so that he feels the awakening power there we go of transformational energies moving through his body yeah 
he has a lot of grief, apparently. He's got a lot of bitterness. and I've never done him before. But he has a lot of bitterness, a lot of grief in there, and a lot of uh, suppressed anger. So that would make him be like um, down on helping people. I don't know. We don't really have time to go into a huge read on him. But let's send energy up through. You could all do it. Send energy up through the base of his spine and feel it in the name of Mother, Father, God, and Creator, Spirit. And have that energy move up through his spine, all the way up through his body. That's it. Way up the body. Good stuff. All right. All the way up to the top of his head and then out. My dream is that when uh, we work with people like that, as opposed to opposing them, as opposed to the dissonance or reaction or resistances that we can all apply in, in quotes, defense, right? If we can turn and give energy, supportive energy, it will help unblock him. Now, he can resist even harder, but I think if we sneak up and do a little gorilla work. Uh-oh, now I'm going to get in trouble for saying that, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, I see that we're just about done. So let's close off the Galactic Healing Center and send him off, patting his bottom, send him off, and trust that he's going to have his own awakening. And let's um, close off that healing center and have you zipper it shut and jump into the star tetrahedron and then spin and 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 spin. Good. Spin and spin. Excellent. And remember... um, no matter what people have done, if you can turn and just love them, if you can turn and really appreciate the blessing that you got from that experience, if you can turn and look inside yourself and forgive yourself for uh, some of our pranks, have you ever felt like that? <laughs> then you've just jumped up and you've also really contributed to the collective and that's the thing I keep reading over and over and over again so check Michael Cotton's website Higher Brain Living this is a funny swing around but I'm trying to tie in all these things I mentioned at the beginning check out Jack Hawley's interview I think it's the um, some it's H-A-W-L-E-Y you can find it on my um, archives iStitch iTunes and Stitcher um, his is on the Bhagavad Gita, a walkthrough for Westerners. And um, Stephen Pollitt's stuff, he's, we now have three of his interviews on my archives. And he really is, uh, one of the things I really love about him is that he's always growing like mad. So we've had him on two prior uh, interviews, but um, he's just shooting ahead of what he has been and it's very exciting to catch the wave of a fellow uh, healer, somebody who really appreciates the, the beauty and the bounty of the collective, even though we keep getting caught in its murkiness. You know, Check out his podcast. Check out, out uh, Source Energy Medicine or Stephen Pollitt, P-O-L-L-I-T-T. Lovely, lovely, lovely people. 
And um, let me see who else do I want you to. Oneness, blessings, I'm a Bhagavan. And then, of course, there's Shiatsu and acupuncture and my stuff and Reiki. And there's way more than that. But the guides want you to perceive that there's this lifting, lifting kind of energy that's being implemented through more and more people with many different styles. And I think it'll, it's kind of an etheric, it's an ethereal pharma. <laughs> this is Veronica Antwistle saying thank you so much for listening to the show tonight, Radiance by Design. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for all your calls, Nancy, and uh, the calls that you make to me, uh, Veronica Antwistle. Dot com. That's my website, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Good night. Many blessings. <laughs> <laughs>